Hello, everybody. Welcome into a bonus episode of the Frozen Four podcast brought to you by NHL News Updates. We got a little uh, quick short one here for you today. We want to uh, address something about the Sabres owners, Terry and Kim Pagula. They did something pretty... uh, pretty upsetting and we wanted to throw our two cents in on it and we wanted to get luke in here because it's something very near and dear to him yeah so as many of you know um a little over a month ago there was a helicopter crash and that killed three national guardsmen um chief warrant officers steven skoda christian cock and daniel pryle died when their medevac Blackhawk went down on a routine night vision training flight over Menden, New York. All of the soldiers were combat veterans with a combined 63 years of Army service. In addition, Cock was a civilian pilot from the New York State Police, and Pryle was a graduate of the United States Military Academy at West Point. A private memorial was held for family and military associates shortly after the crash. It was outside, and the temperature was in the teens. At the time, the sentiment out of the governor's office was that Governor Andrew Cuomo wanted to honor the soldiers more appropriately at a later indoor public ceremony where the state and community could pay their proper respects. Pursuant to that, Monroe County Executive Annabello sought to secure the use of the War Memorial, a large city-owned arena in Rochester. Now, that is where the Rochester Americans play. And with that, I'm going to send it over to Steve to explain what else happened. Yeah, so uh, just to give credit where credit's due, we're getting this news from Wham1180. It's an article by Bob uh, Lorisberry. So I just want to make sure he gets credit for this information. Uh, so anyways, so that's where the Pagoulas come in. In a contract with the city of Rochester, Pagoula Sports and Entertainment manages the arena. Since securing the contract, the Pagoulas have largely used the facility for their own purposes and its traditional users have been turned away. Currently, the War Memorial is used almost exclusively for Pagula's minor league hockey team named, ironically, the Americans. But the facility remains owned by the public, and it has a long history of being the venue for large community events, like the 2014 funeral of slain Rochester police officer Daryl Pearson. Public officials naturally wanted a more memorial for the service honoring the fallen soldiers, but they hit a brick wall when a Approached when they approached the Pagulas. In the first meeting, Pagula, Pagula officials seemed dismissive of the request, sometimes with audible sighs of apparent contempt. You could see it in their faces. They were irritated by even having discussed this, one participant said. What followed was a long series of obstacles thrown up by the Pagula company to obstruct the event to say no without actually saying no. They tried COVID. But the Monroe County Health Department said it was fine with the memorial service. The governor's office likewise reiterated its approval and said it would classify the service as a religious event, thereby removing several several COVID obstacles. Then the Pagula Company, Pagula Sports Entertainment, said we're not going to have we're not going to have you ch- charge a lot of money for this, citing union contracts and personnel costs. The governor's office found a legal provision under which, given the nature of the event, the union contracts would not apply and the Bagulas could reduce their labor costs. When this was not satisfactory, the governor's office and Monroe County Sheriff's Office agreed to provide all the on-site labor for the event using National Guard soldiers and sheriff's deputies. 
and the Bagula company rejected that. The governor's office jumped through hoops to make this happen, a source said. Everybody in the government was, we will do everything we can to honor these men, they were quoted. Everything was approved, everything signed off. Adam Bello, absolutely. Governor's office, absolutely. Chamber of, Com Com uh, Chamber of Commerce, President Bob Duffy, absolutely. And we only got disrespect back from them, meaning Pagula Sports and Entertainment. The company would not agree to allow the war memorial to be used to honor dead soldiers. And that set the general off. On Wednesday night, a senior commander of the New York Army National Guard who had to bury three of his soldiers and try and comfort their families boiled over. The guard feels so disrespected right now. They don't even want to talk about it, a source said. I've got more pride for its soldiers than to be I've got more pride for its soldiers than to be involved in nonsense like this. And that's where things stand. Because of seem seemingly purposeful intransigence from the company owned by Terry and Kim Bagula and its practical refusal to allow, allow a community-owned arena to be used for a memorial service, three soldiers killed in the line of duty will not be able to be honored by the community they served and called home, which is despicable. And an unforgiving, unforgivable disrespect to three dead soldiers, their families, and the men and women of the United States Armed Forces. Luke, I know you're very passionate about this, so I'll throw this over for your reaction. Yeah, so as many of you know, I obviously I'm in the military. I've been in the National Guard for six years now, and I'm on for six more. I've been doing Honor Guard since July, and Honor Guard is literally doing the services for those that have died that have served their country. So we were told that we couldn't even do mod honors for these guys, and that pissed us off beyond belief. And then they changed it because we put so much backlash on our hires. And then to hear about this from, you know, I grew, I grew up in Buffalo. I've lived here my entire life and I've been a Bills and Sabres fan for my entire life and hear that the owners of my favorite teams are saying, no, you can't have a fucking memorial service for three soldiers that died in the line of duty at a community owned arena that's beyond fucked beyond belief and i know cancel culture and i've posted about this before like i am against cancel culture i'm sick of it but at the same time the bagulas need to be out of buffalo they should everyone in buffalo should be running the bagulas out of town for this this is just immediate disrespect to those that serve and those that you know put their lives on the lines so that everyone out there listening to this right now and watching playing even playing in these hockey games football games whatever can go home and sleep safe and sound in their beds for this shit that we do and that my fellow brothers and sisters do to keep everyone safe and sound in their homes it's unbelievable that the bullish are saying no to this it a combined 63 years of service between the three of them that died that is remarkable in itself all of them with combat tours and the disrespect by the bagulas i don't give a fuck what they have done for the community at this point i know they have done great things yes especially you know the football side of it have they cared about the hockey team no that's a story for you know plenty of other times other shows that you guys have heard but the fact that they're saying no to having literally just a memorial service for these guys is 
unbelievable. And everyone right now should be writing letters and signing petitions and finding ways to get the Bagulas to have to sell this franchise, both franchises, anything that they own in Buffalo and should be running them out of town. I don't care that, that you know, like mo- main, their main focus is in Buffalo and this happened, you know, Rochester, whatever. They still also own the Amrix, which is the Rochester Americans nonetheless. So you're saying no to three Americans that put their life on the line. Yes, it was a routine thing. Shit happens all the time. We've seen this before all over the United States, all over the world. People, you know, something happens, they die. It sucks, yes. And it's something that we have to live with. But you can even, the fact that our general of the New York Guard, who I I have met him, is saying that we feel disrespected that should be a sign to people like he's he's been in 30 plus years and the fact that you have to go all the way to that point for someone to for this to finally come out is on is remarkable to me it's remarkable that it even got to this point of someone you know who the sabers and bills both have military appreciation games i know it's a league-wide policy quote unquote but it's very big in both football and hockey, especially as of late, they're starting to actually do it more, and I love to see it. And the fact that they're saying no to this is just, it burns me inside. It it hurts me. As a soldier, as a person, as a person who has a lot of, who's had a lot of family and a lot of friends in and out of the military, it burns me. And I can't believe that I have to sit here and say, fuck the Bagulas, not only because of the way, you know, they don't care about their hockey team, but because of this, everyone should be going right now and trying to get the Bagulas out of Buffalo. And I'm going to leave it at that before things get worse. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty, pretty well said. And I I know me and Steve and stack as well, share the same sentiments. I just think it's ridiculous. I mean, this is it. Like, think about it. It would have been probably what, maybe a three-hour event, maybe. That's ridiculous. It's 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 just so inconsiderate and, like Luke said, like just no matter what they did in the past, this kind of, not kind of, it does cause a giant ripple, and it's just so infuriating to see this on top of everything else they've done with the hockey team and. Even like disregarding, you know, the so, somehow disregarding the bandits and the, and the Amrix as well, but it's just unacceptable. And I'm I'm pissed that nobody's really talking about this. I mean, yeah, it's been reported reported on in Rochester, but I that is the first I've ever heard of it, and I haven't heard anything since. I I personally have half a mind to write some of these news stations and say, hey, look more into this because this is bullshit. It's even it's even worse because. The arena is even literally called War Memorial. Right. I mean, yeah. It, it's so stupid. It's I mean, perfect place to have it, especially because most of them were Rochester natives or have been living in Rochester because that's where the unit is based out of. Right. And, and it, they've done it before. It like they've, like you said, they did it for a, a cop in 2014, and it, it, it's just such a bonehead move. I mean, these people, if they think they're they're business people. This is the worst. These are the worst business people I've ever seen in my life. On top of what they've done with the Sabers and this, it's just so stupid at this point. Like, 
I just don't get it at all. And the the, the state was going to provide everything they needed, the workers, the the time. All they had to do was let them open, just unlock the door and turn on the lights. That's all they had to do. Yeah, it, it's absolutely fucking asinine that they didn't just, you know, let them use the resource, basically donated resources to just honor fallen soldiers. Like, just saying that sentence, it, I can't believe it's coming out of my mouth because it's that fucking stupid. That, that fucking criminal, figuratively, that these bastards would not let this happen. Like, it's unreal that they would stand in the way of honoring three National Guardsmen who, I, I believe, Luke, correct me if I'm wrong, they were Rochesterians. Like, they're from here. Yeah, I believe... Um... They've, they've all at least uh, have lived in New York their whole life. I'm not sure how long they've all been in Rochester, but I know at least two of them were in Ro lived in Rochester for at least the past about 20 years. Yeah, and I'm old enough to remember when the War Memorial was just called Blue Cross Arena, you know, for Blue Cross Blue Shield. But sometime in my gr either grade school or middle school, they, called, they uh, renamed it the War Memorial. My guess is because of 9-11 or the wars in Afghanistan and Iraq. That would probably be my guess. And they're not going to unlock the damn door. Go fuck yourself. So anyone listening that is hopefully, not hopefully, but is just as pissed, or at least kind of pissed about this, write them. Write the Bagulas. Write your Tom War whatever you need to do to find a way to get the Bagulas out of Buffalo. They do not deserve to be the owners of any Buffalo sports team, Rochester sports team, anything in the Western New York area. This is the same franchise who during the national anthem will bring out a service member to honor them. And that's the only time that stadium is unified in a standing ovation. These communities, and it's the same way in Rochester, these communities love their service members. We honor them. We respect them. We owe them an unpayable debt and to do this much disrespect to that community once again gf gfy go fuck yourself and it's even even worse when i heard about this because i am on orders right now away from my family sir protecting everyone right now like i'm away from them and I'm, that's what i'm hearing about this and it's what irritates me even more about it like, I get it. I've never legitimately deployed, but I've also been doing honor guard and I see the way families react, especially because when I see when I have to hand it off to hand the flag off to kids, I see what it's like. I see what the, the emotional trauma that they're going through and the emotional distress and the fact that you can't even have a memorial. Like at this point, it's been over a month. They've already had their private services. And even worse about it is they had the private services outside. So it was been in, the, as we know, for the past month in Buffalo there in Rochester, it's been in the teens. It's been cold. So, you know, it wasn't a fun time. Everyone's freezing their asses off. So they want to have a nice big memorial somewhere inside so it can be warm. So it, so that they can actually commemorate their loved one's lives and their brother's lives. And they're not going to let them do it. At this point, fucking have it at like the Rochester Main Street Armory or have it at Connecticut Street Armory. Those armories are big enough that they could just fucking do it there. 
but that's not the point of this. It's not the point of finding somewhere to do it. It's the fact that the Bagulas are saying no to it. It's, it's unbelievable. And I remember when I first saw it, like I was reading the article and I wasn't completely done with it. I was like, you know, I, I can see like a COVID worry and then the state waived that and I could see maybe prices and, and stuff like that. And then the state said, we'll pay for it basically. So like, what's the deal? Like there's no excuses at that point. Again, unlock the door, turn on the lights, come back in three hours, close the door, turn off the lights. Boom. Yeah, it, it's it's unbelievable. It's one thing to, you, you know, uh, all, the Pagulas have been getting a lot of crap over the last couple of years for, like, not having Pride Nights or, like, certain events to commemorate different groups and whatnot and being slow for, like, uh, uh, Black History Month and stuff like that. It's one thing to just be absent-minded because they're idiots and they're clearly idiots. But to to actively work against this, to actively say no, to actively find ways to be a prick. Word of the phrase of the day: Go fuck yourself. Yeah, they're just not like maybe they're business people when it comes to oil and fracking and shit, but they're <laughs> not sports owners. They don't understand it. But I just, rem I, if any of you saw my my little rant on Twitter the other day, I, I just remember in 2011 when the Sabers were, when the Pagulas were sworn in as owners, that the reason they they exist is to win the Stanley Cup. It's been 10 years, nothing's happened. Like, like obviously that's not the point of this argument, but that just shows you that they're all talk and nothing else. Like they don't back anything up. No, they don't. And it, I was never the biggest fan of them coming in as owners. Um, I enjoy that, you know, neither team ended up getting bought out by some random company that was trying to move them. I appreciated that aspect of it. Bon but other than that, other than that they, they have not really done much good since being here, at least for the hockey side of it. And it's, it's unreal that any of this even has to be said. And like Steve said, they're behind on Black History Month and Pride Nights and things like that, which also irritates the fuck out of me because we should be talking about things like that. We should be having those kind of nights. And the Bagulas don't do anything about it because they don't care about their fans. They don't care about the people and the fans of these sports teams. They only care about themselves and trying to find ways to hold on to money and to make money. They don't care about anything else. And that is exactly why they're also saying no to this because they think they're going to lose money out of this. When in reality, even if they do, hey, you're doing something fucking good for the community and good for the loved ones and the families of these people. Yeah. But that's that's about all that's left that I have to say on it. And with that, we also want to talk about, you know, the Sabres played today and they actually finally won a game. Yeah, so uh, we want to end this on a little bit of a light note. Um, the Sabres won today, 3-2. to two. Uh, They actually had the lead the entire game. What? In this in this economy? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That, that joke is getting so old. Oh, I know. I know. That's oh, my I gosh. It. <laughs> Every time I see it on Twitter, I roll my eyes. A five-on-five yeah. five goal in this economy? I was like, oh, God. 
But anyway, but no, so, so Reinhardt, Reinhardt had two. Uh, who had who had the third one? Miller. Miller. Oh, thank you. He had the first one. What what am I saying? Yeah, and he actually, you know, took a shot at the point, and it hit it hit the net. It didn't hit someone in front. And there was traffic <laughs> in front. Who would have thought? Yeah. <laughs> what a what a concept, you know? Get get bodies to the net. I, I think <laughs> they they had uh they pulled up a beer leaguer and was like, how do you guys score goals? It's like, well. We have random guys who are half drunk off their ass just throw the puck to the net with guys who can't move in front of the net. <laughs> Gains. <laughs> but th- the real story of the game is twofold. One, Dylan Cousins. Oh. He he is, and I tweeted this out earlier, he is the most important player on this team right now. Mm-hmm. He completes that top six. He completely activates the second line and my buddy John was throwing me some of his advanced metrics. Like it's unreal. Like we might've actually hit on a not top two draft pick. (laughs) And I just, I mean, mean, him and hall today were just clicking and even stall too. I remember there was a play cousins tied a man up in front. Hall took the puck around behind the net centers it to stall. And you know, Blackwood makes a great save, but it was just a great, couple like a sequence of events from them i mean cousins did his job in front hall got the puck to stall and stall almost scored so it's just it's good to see that that may be the missing piece for the second line yeah hall and cousins have amazing chemistry and stall i mean he knows where to be he's lost a step or three but he knows he knows where to be he's strong on the puck when he needs to be and you know you can have Hall and Cousins dash around the ice and he just kind of can get forgotten. And I, I can't believe he didn't score in front when he had that one timer. It was, oh, it was beautiful. Uh, it was a great save by Mackenzie Blackwood. Uh, another takeaway from this game, non Sabres related was Mackenzie Blackwood is legit. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember it, we were honestly, talking to the I 80 sports guys and they're t- telling us like black, don't sleep on Blackwood. Don't sleep on Blackwood. Well, in all I, honesty, I might have done it a bit. <laughs> in all honesty, the Devils are—they're—they're they're good. I—I I think the Devils are a good team. I, as much shit as we gave them, they have a weird um, amount of depth on that team. Yeah, I mean, you look. Miles Wood is fantastic. Pavel Zaka is pretty good. Kyle Palmieri hasn't really de- like declined at all. Um, I mean, he's declined a little bit, but it's not crazy. PK Subban stepped up, step up his game. Um, that Ty Smith kid on their defense is really good. I really like his play, but I don't want to, you know. He's he's gonna be go a top. The Devils, four much. If the Devils are smart. He'll be a top four defender for the next at least five years for them. Oh he's, yeah, he's a very good defenseman. I, I don't he, see any holes in his game, and he's only gonna grow from here. And he was to, also to be to be fair. To be to fair, be fair. Uh, Subban had one good shot all game, and <laughs> yeah, drew, drew a, a penalty while Eichel was being kind of lazy. No, no, Subban jumped. That was so, that was a dive and a half. Okay. <laughs> so I, I, I don't uh, have the DVR ability to rewind it. <laughs> I didn't no, see the replay because I, I might have been doing dishes or some shit. I saw but... the replay and he definitely dove. <laughs> so I want I want to pose this question on you guys. Dylan Cuz is coming back in the lineup. Do you think Eichel watching Cousins play and the way he plays kind of gives Eichel a drive? Yes, hundred percent. Because now he knows it's not him. just him. Now he knows it's not just him. So yes, I know he doesn't yeah. play with him often, but 
that's good though. I think because I think it's smart to split them up like that. I, I'm a I'm a big Hall proponent right. of not having Hall on Eichel's line either because they mm -hmm. kept running into each other. But Cousins, especially Cousins, doesn't need to have the puck on a stick. Eichel needs to have the puck on a stick. Hall needs to have the puck on a stick. Cousins can read and react. He can go be the workhorse from Whitehorse. Fantastic nickname that he got from. I, I assume he got it from home, but or juniors or whatever. I think Chicklets might have gave it to him. Actually, <laughs> wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> no, I, I can't imagine he didn't get that from juniors. Yeah, that's, I, that's I had true. like ten different nicknames in juniors, and Brandon, he didn't get it until he got to Buffalo. So it might have even just been Sabres Twitter. <laughs> are Are you sure he didn't have it before, and we just didn't know about it? Maybe, maybe. I, I I have that kind of feeling. Like, oh, we discovered it. It's like, no, you just heard about it. Like this person's existed for twenty years. You're only finding out about him now. One maybe. last little note, um, Will Borgen. Will Borgen is legit. That was the <laughs> other big takeaway. Uh, what, Josh, what did Kruger say after the game? Oh, I was watching, and he didn't say these words exactly, but he did say, well, he did say these words exactly. Will Borgen has earned his spot on this team. And I'm assuming it's regardless of our injury situation because Jake McCabe did go down late in the third, had a really nasty fall. Uh, he was hitting Jack Hughes, and Hughes's body literally went right onto McCabe's right knee, and it doesn't look great for McCabe. And Kruger did not sound very optimistic about his injury. So, with McCabe possibly out long term, and Risto, we know he's been having some COVID-related issues um, with his heart and breathing. So, Will Borgen is going to have to step it up here. And I think he already has. I mean, him and Darlene played fantastic together today. And we didn't even have Joker in the lineup. And Matt Irwin, Matt Irwin played really good today as well. I mean, everyone just clicked today, I think. Even that awful Eakin Reader Ocposo line was like just hitting people. And it was fun to watch. But they, they worked pretty well today. I, I would fight you on the Irwin point. I, I think he had an okay game, but it's I better mean, than he was I, doing. I'm not exactly going to fight you on it. It's a win. I'm not going to yeah. try and dunk yeah. on you. There's no reason no, to. No, but, but I don't think I, he's going to be I able to consist I want to pose this question to you guys. Okay. What was it? I com I completely blanked. Well, oh, nice. oh, here it is. Okay, okay. I knew it <laughs> I knew it was Borgen related. That's why I brought it up. And I thought about it before the show. So, I, and I want to see some advanced metrics on this to see if the eye test matches the underlying numbers, you know, the stuff you can't catch on first glance. So I Darlene right off the hop was aggressive. He was in the offensive zone. He was making plays. He did a freaking toe drag to the middle of the slot in the first 30 seconds, which was fantastic. How much do you guys think that is because he's playing with Borgen, who's an excellent quote unquote, stay at home defenseman who can still move the puck. So Having that pressure taken off, do you think that's letting Darlene kind of just play more free? So my answer to this is if you go back and look at when last season when uh, Darlene first was paired with Colin Miller, we saw Darlene do the exact same thing until Miller had his issues and obviously they don't really work as well this year. 
he needs someone that can be a stay-at-home defenseman so he can be that two-way offensive defenseman. That way, Darlene can do what he did. And he dangled – I don't know who he who it was that he dangled, but he dangled the fuck out of somebody and had an amazing shot on Blackwood. So, yes, I do think it is because he has a stay-at-home defenseman in Will Borgen. I just think he has that extra safety net there. Even though Borgen is a young guy coming into this team – He's really proved himself in these past couple of games that he's been playing. And honestly, I mean, we've been talking about Jake McCabe's play so far this year and how he's really stepped up and become one of the better defensive defensemen possibly in the league, I think. Um, and I think, like we've been talking about, he's a late bloomer, but I think that Will Borgen can be what Jake McCabe is. I think that Borgen is on the faster track than what McCabe was. I mean, like we said, McCabe was a late bloomer, but I think that Borgen will step into his own pretty quickly. I think Borgen um, will become better than McCabe in time, well, yeah, that's offensively true. at least, in his breakout ability. Um, but stay at def- defend defending wise, him and McCabe are two best defensemen. Yes, and, and one thing you'll notice with Borgen, well, two things. One, he can skate. He's not that typical you know just has a big he's not char he's not he's a defensive (laughs) defenseman because he can't move up the ice but he has a super long reach no he knows where to be and he can move he is very very he's a very very good skater also he does not miss a single first pass he might not make always make the best decision and that that'll come with more experience keep in mind he has this is the third game he has played in 10 months. He did not. And he hasn't had really decent practices either because when you're on the practice, the taxi squad, you don't skate with the team. You usually skate with like five or six other guys just, you know, on your own, basically with the coaching staff. Like that's not game situations. That's not getting you ready for the game. And he's jumped in and he has done phenomenally. And I I am very excited to hear that Kruger's like, yeah, he earned his spot. I hope that doesn't mean like as the seventh defenseman when they get healthy. Uh, I I don't really care about lefty righty crap. I, I I think just put your best guys out there and they'll figure it out. Montour has shown he can do decently well for at least most of a game on the left side. But Borgen has earned his stay, and it's great to see because he's the exact kind of defenseman we need. Not yeah. to mention, this is my last point. <laughs> I, I know I've been long winded today. My last point, he's somebody who, while a very good player, is not integral to the team. So if he's out for five minutes, hint, hint, it's not going to kill you. So if someone takes liberties with, say, Darlene, who's on his pair, he can go over there and beat the ever-loving shit out of him. And, you know, he did it in Rochester, and it was amazing. Yeah. And he also has a sick scar on his neck from getting cut in the neck when he was 13 from a hockey skate and living and then being an NHLer. So that's pretty fucking cool. And what's also kind of funny, it, the McCabe comparison is they both played, I think they both played at Wisconsin. Really? No, that's no, no. Funny. Oh, sorry, sorry. McCabe played at Wisconsin. Uh, Borgen played at St. Cloud State. Oh, but okay. still yeah. mid Midwest D1 NCAA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Both college kids. That's what that's what matters there. American kids. <laughs> yes. America. With that though, um, we're gonna wrap this up. 
thank y'all for listening to this uh, little bonus episode going from, you know, heated to, you know, hey, there might be a little optimism. Uh, I have a little bit with Dylan when Dylan Cousins is in the lineup. So we'll see what happens as the season progresses. But last thing I want to say as we head out of here is everyone go get the Bagulas out of Buffalo and stay safe, be smart, and go watch some hockey. We'll be back on Tuesday. Pagulas, yes. you are in the sun cannon. Fire away!